So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley, and I am so grateful that you are tuning in. My guess is that you are taking in so much more content during these days of quarantine at home, listening. I know I am, as I'm like wrestling with my kids, and I'm 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 just I'm stuck. I'm just got headphones in, and I'm constantly taking in content. This is the time to grow your business. That's why I'm here showing up for you guys in order to help you to grow your photography business. I'm really grateful that you're here. It's crazy times, you guys. And um, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you for showing up for yourself. Thank you for listening. Thank you for investing time into your business. Um, but this is a, I mean, really, this is the opportunity for us to come together as a community. And I want to invite you guys to come and be a part of a community of photographers whose goal is uh, to help each other grow their business. There's a, a great community on Facebook uh, called the Six Figure Photography Mastermind. It's a free community, but this is a group of photographers that I go live to almost daily uh, and and connect with and, and to interact with and to help bring content and ideas and conversations uh, to grow the business. And so you can join that at sixfigurephotography.com forward slash mastermind, S-I-X, six, not the number, sixfigurephotography.com forward slash mastermind. And the really cool thing about it is um, it's a two-way conversation. Right now, you're only hearing me and I don't get to hear you. And in the mastermind group, you can push back. You can ask questions. You can hop into a live conversation and, and literally talk with me. And I want to uh, encourage you to do that. You guys, the goal, again, it's to grow your business. And, and we get the opportunity to do this by interviewing other photographers, by interviewing other creatives, by interviewing other solopreneurs. But sometimes we get these really great opportunities to interview kind of like... I, I, I don't know what to, I, I would actually suggest giants, like, like, like really um, big partners, not just for small solopreneurs, but really for like entrepreneurs. And, and this is a conversation that we get to have with somebody who's outside of our small niche. He, you know, they certainly serve our niche, but they serve so much more than just creatives. 
And so today I'm going to be having a conversation with Fernando Angulo from SEM Rush. Now, listen, SEM Rush, if you're not familiar with them, they are recognized as the best SEO suite available. And I personally use them and, and I actually, I, I completely agree with that statement. You know, sometimes people give these headlines, these like these big kind of uh, clout statements of, you know, whatever it is. But I, I actually, I back this up. I really do. Uh, so Fernando, he has been with uh, SEM Rush now for over eight years. He's had international partnerships. Um, he's been really with the company since the beginning uh, of their marketing efforts and has built this all-star marketing team. He's speaking at over 50 of the top conferences worldwide. This one, this one actually got me. I, before the little uh, our little pre-roll here, I was bantering with Fernando a little bit um, because, you know, when I got a chance to... Uh, to uh, know that I was going to be interviewing him. It says that he speaks English, Russian, Spanish, Portuguese. And I kind of set him down. I was like, really, Fernando, you you speak Russian, Spanish, Portuguese, and English. And then he adds, uh, he goes, well, uh, also Czech. I'm also working on Czech right now. <laughs> and so I'm incredibly honored to have Fernando on the show. Fernando Angulo, how are you, my friend? Oh, so good to be here. I was here in the last episode and I, I, I just had so much fun. It was so much information because I'm not part of this industry, but it's so many so many new stuff is, is, is out there, so many changes, the needs of the, of the people. Uh, no, it's really great to be here. Wonderful, Fernando. Listen, uh, well, where are you at? I mean, I imagine you're, you're probably even out of the country. Where, where are you currently um, uh, talking from? Well, usually my um, most common week looks like I'm in three different countries every single week. But since the <clears throat> coronavirus spread, uh, I'm at home the last two weeks. And my um, my city right now, where I'm based, where my family is as well, is uh, Prague. I'm in, in the center of Europe in the Czech Republic. That's why I'm learning Czech these days. Wow, absolutely. This is, I mean, it's so crazy. So three different countries in a given week. And from that, you've gone to being grounded. I'm, you got to be so stir crazy. I used to just drive five minutes down the road to my little photography studio. And now I can't even do that. And I'm stuck in my guest room right now recording this podcast. So actually on that note, you guys, major grace for the audio. I don't have my really sweet podcast set up. It's currently in lockdown in my studio. Uh, so the audio is going to be a little bit different. But even I, Fernando, I'm going a little stir crazy when I just used to leave five minutes down the road. And, and you're saying you used to be in th three different countries in a given week? Yes, yes. Actually, um, three weeks ago, I was in, in Norway, then I was in Sweden, then in Denmark. Um, four weeks ago, I was in India, uh, then I was in Turkey, then I was in Russia. Uh, so uh, from the beginning of the year, I was uh, traveling like in 24 countries or something. And I, was, I have plans to be in Latin America uh, this week, but no. But it's, it's, it's something really good because I just spend time with my family on the weekends, Fridays, uh, Saturdays, Sundays, and Monday still on, on a plane. But this day is so wonderful to be so united with your family, my kids. I have two daughters, three and, yeah. um, three and a five uh, years old. So they are playing all the time. I have some uh, business meetings. And 
they are part of my life, of course, and sometimes they are part of my meetings as well. I cannot uh, <laughs> just put it uh, locked down in a room saying, don't go out. So they are part of this environment, and that's so good. And I'm feeling this. I don't believe I, – I cannot imagine how, how, how many much people are uh, living these uh, things uh, as well. You are li living this with, with your kids. You, you, I remember you told that you have three kids, right? Absolutely. And right now I'm like, have you seen that video that went viral of the news broadcaster who's working from home one day and then the, the door behind them opens up and his little kid like wanders into the room and he tries to just like push him out. Have you seen that video? Oh, yes. Yeah. So that was, that, 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 yeah, that, that was two years ago or something, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm, CNN, really yes. I'm, I'm currently live streaming this into the mastermind group and there's this door uh, that I can clearly see over my shoulder and I'm just waiting for that door to start, like someone, these little fists to start pounding on it, uh, tears outside. Uh, my daughter, she's five, she'll probably pick the lock and then a barrel of kids will, will come pouring in. And, um, and if that happens, so be it, you know, we'll just <laughs> yes, yes, we'll welcome him into yes. the show. Fernando, I, I really, I really do mean it. You know, I think um, a lot of times on the podcast, it's so focused. We stay, I think in this industry, we stay so very niche. And so most photography podcasts are interviewing other photographers, other creatives. And and I really do mean it when I say it's an honor to be able to interview um, really like an anchor like yourself um, who's who's serving so much more. So like you're just serving su such um, more diverse industries. and And it's because... There's, I think there's so much to learn from outside of our space, right? I think creatives, we, we tend to get a little tunnel vision. You know, we're going to learn SEO from photographers and, and that's what we think is the best thing. And I'm excited because, man, if you're, if you're going to learn some of these tools, if you're going to learn how to improve your online visibility, learn it from, from the giants who get to see really the macro instead of the micro. And so I'm really grateful that you're here. Can you, you've been with SEM Rush from, from some of the earliest days. For a photographer who's listening right now and has never heard of SEM Rush, do you mind giving like a, let's go with maybe like a really dumbed down kind of version um, for someone who maybe has no understanding at all of some of the tools available for increasing your online visibility? Yes, perfect. And I'm going to mix it a little bit with the story of, of SEMrush and how we started. So uh, from the beginning, so SEMrush has already 11 years in the market. Um, when I joined the team, uh, basically we only had two features, uh, which are the most powerful um, till, till, uh, till now. Uh, the main feature uh, is uh, the keyword research uh, tool that we have. And mm -hmm. the second one is the domain research. So with those two keywords, you can create uh, basically a list of keywords that people are using to find a product or service, which is uh, basically SEO. You are creating content on your website. You are adding there uh, some keywords, basically just th thinking on the um, search intent or of the search query of your clients, of future clients, your your audience. Um, but you need to have several of them. Actually, in, in some cases, you need to have thousands of them. You need to have uh, hundred thousands of them. Uh, for, uh, for a photographer, for example, you need to have exactly the keywords that are um, your future clients will be searching 
with some details about your location, about uh, the uh, specialty that you are uh, doing uh, the service. For example, you are a wedding photographer. You are, um, I don't know, uh, a lead photographer for events, an events photographer, whatever. So you need to add this, the specific keywords uh, to make your website visible. Uh, but that's uh, the most common situation, the most classical situation. Uh, right now, that is just not enough. And even in these days, uh, when most of the people who were thinking that offline is their business, so in every single part of the world right now, everybody is moving to offline, not only for uh, the photography industry, but for other industries as well. They're just thinking to move. Okay, they're not thinking because they don't have any other choice. They need to move to online. So the competition here uh, in the online world will be crazy. It's, it's still right now because uh, people are going to be creating so much content. Um, there, are, there are a couple of uh, features that we've been developing the last couple of years uh, that, are, um, that are built in order to create more and better content. So we started with keyword research. Right now, the thing is content creation. Hey, 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 Fernando, I love all this. I want to do a quick review of what you just explained. And I'd love to even give the audience an example just to make sure that this connects, that they, they really get it because um, it's so important. Is that okay if I if I sure, sure. on a Go quick little example of this? Because um, sometimes, you know, I, I had a, a group of photographers uh, come out to my house here a week or two ago um, and, and, we, and we actually got into some keyword research and it was surprising to me still how many who are even full-time don't fully understand the, the power behind this. So, so photographers, so if you are looking to um, improve your visibility online, organically rank, show up online, show up in search results, um, you know, you may have an idea of what your audience is searching. Right. So in your mind, you're thinking, well, you know, I'm here in Columbus. So, well, they're probably just searching, you know, um, wedding photographers in Columbus, Ohio. Right. That's probably what they're searching. And that's that's fine to have a hunch, but you might be sorely mistaken. And what a tool like um, SEMrush, by the way, do you say SEMrush or I've always said SEM because I, I like saying the SEM rush, but you say SEMrush. Is that correct, Fernando? Oh, I speak four languages, my friend. I can I can say uh, SEMrush. Yes, you can. You can say it. Uh, SEMrush, SEMrush uh, is um, it's, it's different, but it's the same thing. Good. Okay. Wonderful. So one of the tools that SEMrush will 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 do is with their keyword research tool, I could test that, right? So rather than just me hoping or guessing that that's what people are searching, I could put in those keywords: uh, Columbus uh, Columbus wedding uh, wedding photographer in Columbus, Ohio, and then SEMrush will actually. Um, not only turn up the results for that phrase of how many people are searching for it, what's the competition behind that? What's you know a, a cost per click if you're going to start running you know ads like that? But it'll also then suggest give recommendations for ways to improve it. Well, actually, what people are searching twice as much is just um, Columbus wedding photographer with no s. And sometimes it's as small as these little changes, yeah. and so. And and so now I actually know with clarity and intent that maybe my on my homepage I should make sure to be including that exact you know long tail phrase or short tail phrase and and really um, be specific. Um, and so what did I? Hey Fernando, <laughs> what did I mess up in that explanation? Can you correct me there? No, everything is perfectly clear. 
Okay, good. Well, so that's if you're great starting, that's the base. That's that's the fun, the, the fundament. Yes, that's the basics. Okay, good. So so you were about to get into uh, a conversation, Fernando, in in regards to were you were you saying content? Because you're saying that there's going to be so many people creating so much content because we're all stuck at home, and that's going to be a, a a point of contention. Is that correct? Yes, that's that, that's right. So uh, basically, these days we have different results on the first page of the of uh, the search engine. In our case, is Google because Google, Google basically is more than eighty five percent in in the United States. Um, mm-hmm. And when you are creating content these days and you are adding your keywords, that's something that is it was working good. But also, Google is losing. Tons, tons of traffic every single year. Actually, this year, uh, the last year, Google lost about uh, around 800 million uh, traffic. So 800 million people were not searching anymore on Google. So that's a crazy amount of traffic for Google. So they want to create... I got to get my head around that. Yeah. Fernando, I would have guessed that number would have gone up. So you're saying Google lost 800 million... Uh, searches or, or 800 million searches. visitors? Searches, Search- yes. Wow. That's, That's all. Crazy. Yes. Yes. And there's a perfect explanation for that. And it's completely logical because uh, most of the searches for products are not being on Google, are being on Amazon. Most of the searches for, I don't know, connections, contacts are not made on um, on Google or on Amazon, are made on LinkedIn. If you want to buy a, t- a plane ticket, you are not going well, actually, they have this Google Google, uh, Google flight, but you can go to a Skyscanner. You can go to Expedia. You can go to everywhere. If you want to book a room in a hotel, you don't go to Google. So other companies are fighting a lot for that first entrance, for that traffic. And that is something that will change a lot uh, this year and next year. So companies like Google, they want to keep um, the audience in their in, in their in their page. So... They want to uh, retain uh, the most of um, the people in their web page. So they are creating these special results that are called uh, surf features. So I believe you know what is a surf feature. It's another type of result like an image, a video, a direction with a local map, or uh, there can be uh, just um, more, more links, site links, or there can be a feature snippet, or can be uh, people also. So they have... Several, several of serve features. So, you saying serve like S E R V E serve feature? No, serp. Uh, search engine page results. Ah, search feature. Yes. Oh, serp. Serp features. Yes. Search S-E-R-V. engine page, page results. Yes. For these results, so uh, if you have a keyword uh, already ranking on Google, that's something really good. It's not nice to have, but you need to have these days a serp feature. Which is hmm. okay. You are ranking for something in the number, of, uh, in the number five, in the position number five, right? But if there is a question, for example, l- l- let me uh, tell you this: If I'm going to SEMrush and I'm gonna just type uh, one of the most important or most important, most popular question, the most popular questions that I was um, finding in the uh, photography uh, world is uh, actually. How to start a photography business? That is the question with around 5,000 searches per, per month, which is a good one. The keyword difficulty is, is high, but there are another three results that are coming there. The first result is the feature snippet. The second result is a site links. And the third result is, uh, third result is a carousel. And if you're working from a laptop, 
you're not going to see the first, the, the rank, the position number one in your main page. You're going to be uh, seeing only this uh, SERP feature, SERP result that belongs to Google. Um, basically, this is the situation these days that people are not clicking on these results because they already have all the information from Google there and they can start, they can continue their searches uh, from there. So that's a, oh. yeah. I want to I want to restate this because I just did this too. So I, I did a quick Google for how to start a photography business. What you're saying is traditionally we were competing to fight for a page rank, page rank one, two, three, four, five, you know, or or yeah. page rank one certainly, but then position obviously as high up as possible, position two, three, position five on page one, right? And that's still great, that's good, but you're saying that Google knows they're losing search results to all these other platforms. Amazon and and uh, Expedia and all these other places, and so they've yeah. developed a, what you're saying. They're called SERP features, and and these are going to turn up different results. These little featured snippets, because I've done this before, actually, where I've you 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 pegged it, man. I'll get this little like box, maybe a table chart or a step by step process, or even a recipe. They do this all the time for recipes. I don't need Pinterest anymore because I Google it, and then I get a step by step recipe that oh, I don't. Yeah. Need to click into the web page. It just populates right at the very top. It, that's what you're describing right now to us. That's correct. Yes. Interesting. So these, these results are retainers for for people, which is a perfect business model for them because they are also a business and they need to uh, keep people staying on their web page. They're a, yeah. a, a searching giant, but when you are clicking, you are immediately leaving their. Um, their environment, which is uh, the Google.com place, right? But mm -hmm. uh, they don't want to have that more because they can go to other resources. In some countries, for example, in um, in Russia or in Czech Republic, we have our own search engine. So in Russia, we have Jamdex. Here in Czech Republic, we have Sesnam. In South Korea, they have their own. So if more search, search engines are going to be appearing and they're going to have, people are going to have those super apps, as for example, in China um, with WeChat. So people are not going to have the need to go to a search engine, which is completely crazy for their business model. And right now, the search results that they're creating are really great. So they are working. Interesting. Okay. So how can we as photographers begin to get in tune with how online search is changing and, and actually try to capitalize or, or create content that could end up uh, essentially churning up a SERP feature? Like, is there a way to just like, and my guess is you can't just like guarantee, you probably have to, there's a little, there's a little grayer, there's testing. And, and I, I mean, I don't know, how, how do we <laughs> teach us, uh, teach us how to do this, Fernando? Yes, of course. I will. Uh, I will say that the most uh, interesting result for photographers, if you you are doing this this search right now, right? right how to start a photography business? Um, right now in, in the Czech Republic, so I'm seeing these results. I'm seeing uh, three ads because this is a very transactional uh, search query because there are companies that they want to help you, some online locations, some other professionals. So I see a lot of ads at the beginning. Then I see a step-by-step step start how to start a business from a website, which is a box, a big box that, that is called Feature Snippet, which is really big with a list yeah, of steps, huge. right? 
After yes, that, by an entire page, pretty much. Yes, after and, and an image, right? You have the image there. Yep. In some cases, there is not an image. Uh, after uh, be, below that result, you can see this result that I call "People Also Ask," which are yeah. uh, questions related to my first search query. They are basically uh, the uh, logical continuation to my next search query, which is pretty much an interesting technology that make us think that okay, artificial intelligence is working really really well but if we uh, can see only those first 10 results with the ads with the search features below that you can see i can see videos and i can see some pictures so my first result uh, here from the czech republic is not even in the first page of google it's in the second page so yeah. all the other results belongs only to google which is um, the, the situation these days and if you want to run for Google, you need to be on those search features. The most yeah. interesting one for me will be the feature snippet, how to be in that box with that list. So for doing that, you need, of course, to um, start thinking about questions, prepositions, and uh, comparison keywords. So those three groups of keywords are the key for being there. Question keywords preposition keywords, and uh, comparison keywords. Why question keywords? Because basically, uh, it's what we did, right? How to start a, photo a, photography a photography business. That's a question. But when we're introducing um, any other question, like, for example, what, where, uh, when, uh, for example, uh, you can also have a feature snippet result. Basically, mm -hmm. it's, it's not going to be a list. Because with the uh, when you are when you are starting your phrase with how to, you can receive is there is a ninety five percent of chances that you're gonna you, you can receive this uh, list feature snippet, but with any other question like for example how when where etc you will receive the paragraph uh, feature snippet. So there are three types of feature snippet. Uh, there is the paragraph, there is the list, and there is the um, table feature snippet. All those feature snippets are activated by these three type of keywords, the questions, the preposition, and the uh, comparison uh, question uh, keywords. Um, Could you so, give an example of uh, the, the other two, the preposition and the comparison keywords? Oh, sure. So when we go for, for a, a com, um, preposition keyword, for example, you can uh, write there iPhone uh, without... Um, plan for, without service or iPhone with two SIM cards, for example. I'm doing, I'm, I'm side by side testing this. This is really fascinating. You can see there. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'll, I'll let you answer this and then I'll ask my next question. <laughs> yes. For example, iPhone with two SIM cards. Uh, those are not popular in US because those are more popular in China. They have those for China specifically from the Apple, yeah. uh, from the Apple store. But if you're looking for that, um, you can see some uh, ads there, uh, some uh, carousel of ads. That's Google Shopping. Then you will see some ads. And after that, for example, I'm seeing a beautiful big feature snippet with a carousel of pigs. Are you seeing yeah. that as well? I do. I do see it. Yep. So and it's overranking all the other stuff that was traditionally, you know, paid, you know, spot one. So basically all your attention, if you're not looking for ads, and basically nobody's looking for ads, all your attention is there in the feature snippet. So for this result, you are not asking basically anything. You are just putting an um, 
a preposition there that is uh, with, right? We can uh, create, for example, another type of search queries, um, bank account with uh, without insurance, without life insurance, how to have a bank account, uh, how to have a mortgage without without the question. Bank account without mortgage insurance, for example. So like receive- with or without statement that is going any, to... Any I prepositions. I don't, know, I, I don't remember how many prepositions are in English. I believe we have 17 in Spanish. But in English, you have uh, with, without, uh, a, in, uh, out. I don't remember. All the prepositions are good for this. So when mm. we're searching for prepositions, that means that we are going into detail. So this is uh, a, a big process, right? You're, you have these tri- three types of questions. The question keywords, which are basically for awareness. You are, uh, you're just trying to find information about product or service. What is photography? How to open a photography business? Uh, where to buy a camera? What is the best camera? So all those questions, they're going to bring a feature snippet as a result because those are really uh, informational questions. The ones that are the with the preposition are for more details. So for um, when we are in the second step, that is consideration in the funnel, right in the buyer in the buyer's funnel, uh, you are doing all your searches with prepositions: house, uh, with a pool, or uh, renting a car uh, without um, insurance. Whatever that well, you are even- doing, yeah. Even right it. now, I just did one for our industry. I, I just did a search for how to plan a wedding without stress. And I searched that with the preposition without stress. And uh, immediately, yep, it populates a featured snippet uh, there right at the top um, that ranks above Huffington Post. It ranks above everything else. Um, it ranks above brides.com. It, it ranks above insider.com. Traditionally, yeah. really heavy hitting sites right at the top. Here is a list of ways to reduce your wedding planning stress. Wild. Yes. yes. And the last one, which is the comparison. So the comparison keywords basically can be, for example, uh, I don't know the cameras, the specific of the cameras, but if you put uh, iPhone 11 versus Samsung uh, versus, right? The trigger is version because it's a comparison keyword, iPhone 11 versus Samsung 10 or whatever, or uh, price of oil, uh, in your uh, home state and your home city uh, versus another city or versus the, the mm. country. And you will see there a table, a feature snippet. So basically the words versus, compare, comparison of, of yeah. price or prices are triggering a table feature snippet. Actually, this is really fun. So it's a fun story. So my boys, they're going to turn three, right? I've got these twin yeah. boys. And um, just yesterday, I started searching for, I wanted to get them their very first RC car, like their first remote control RC car. And so I just started remote control RC car for three-year-old, right? So I searched that and um, and I started seeing a couple different results and I kind of narrowed it down to two. And I literally did a, a comparison search. I wrote like the Fisher Price, blah, blah, blah. I forget what it was versus the RC, whatever. And I did get a featured snippet that like actually compared because they're like the two top sellers. Um, and I didn't even click in. I just was able to read right at the top of kind of like this, this explanation between these two. Wow. This is really cool.
All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S-T-O, Gusto. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982, and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, The really cool thing too is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, It gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. Do you remember when you started your photography business, like it was no small feat. It took late nights. It took early mornings. It took the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little bit easier? Uh, Our friends at FreshBooks, they have the solution. So FreshBooks is invoicing and accounting software, and it is designed specifically for small business owners, not like massive shops, small business owners. It is simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized. Uh, well, then, uh, for me, it's, it's like the bottom drawer of like my IKEA furniture, but maybe you're like the shoebox kind of person with the crumbled receipts. Either way, with FreshBooks, you create and send professional-looking invoices in like 30 seconds tops, and then you get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. File expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time, which is my biggest downfall is that organization for tax time. And here's the best part. With FreshBooks, it grows alongside your business, so you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. So join the 24 million people who have used FreshBooks. There's a 30-day free trial. There's no catch. There's no credit card required. 30 days free. Go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography. Freshbooks.com forward slash photography and enter six-figure photography. And how did you hear about us? That's the little section there. How did you hear about us? Six-figure photography. You guys, at this point... Let's hop back to the show. Uh, Fernando, I've got a couple questions for you. Uh, sure. About this. Is this, okay, so even as I'm thinking about this, is it a bit of a gold rush right now to kind of get in 
and get a featured snippet for your certain key phrase um, or how like it just seems so competitive. Like even right now, how to plan a wedding without stress. My guess is there's a lot of different, um, you know, ways that they they could have chosen an article. But like to have that is so powerful. Is is it incredibly competitive to try to create a result that will return that? Well, in this case, you need to uh, do this thing that uh, that we call uh, market research uh, okay. for every single niche. There is a certain amount of feature snippets that are being uh, used. For example, uh, for I'm, I'm not going to go for you, your industry because I don't have the numbers, but I have the overall numbers in the United States about how many people or how many businesses, how many online uh, websites they are using um, feature snippets. So basically, okay. the uh, percentage of usage of feature snippets in the United States is around 4%. So that means that there is like still a 96% of companies that are not using this. How we know this? Because we have the information about basically all the questions in all industries uh, that people are asking. So if mm. you ask me how many uh, questions uh, you can have around photography, right? So you just need to go to Keyword Magic Tool, um, write their photography, Press the button questions, which is pretty much easy, and I can see only with the question with the keyword photography, which is a broad keyword with more than one million searches per month. Uh, we have around forty thousand uh, questions only for that keyword. So if we go to the next one and to the next one, we can have hundreds of thousands or millions of other keyword question keywords. So. Uh, first question is, uh, when was photography invented? Then how to start a photography business? How to make money with photography? What is photography? Is photography art? And 40,000 uh, other questions. For all these questions, there are um, feature snippets waiting for being activated. At this mm -hmm. moment, I believe, and I'm pretty much sure, that most of the companies that they have already this feature snippet, they don't... Uh, they are not even aware that they have it. So I was mm -hmm. in, in, in this business trip in India at the beginning of this year uh, with a, um, um, a lot of uh, in business owners in the real estate industry. And I was okay. asking, asking them, okay, I'm teaching about these feature snippets all over the place. And I was asking to one of them, how many feature snippets do you have in your, in your own domain? And the, the guy told me, uh, I, I don't know. I believe we don't have it because we are not working with this, with this technology, with this uh, type of results. And just give me your domain. I put it the domain in organic results research on SEMrush, and we saw that he had around 1,500 feature snippets. So well, basically, Google is taking parts of. Um, domains pages by default because they approach to questions, they approach to the format that you need to have. And that's another thing. You need to have the appropriate format in order to have or a paragraph or a list or a table result. So okay. basically, if your competitors, they are not aware that they have a feature snippet, you can go with these questions, just check the appropriate format, and I'm going to tell you the format, of course, and you can just put more uh, details there, and I believe in a couple of hours, because we did this experiment uh, with the Monash University in, in Australia uh, the, uh, at the end of last year, 
And in about it's just about hours. In three hours, you can have a table feature snippet. Uh, Wait, hold, have- up, hold up, hold up, <laughs> so, Fernando. Yeah. When, so traditionally, when we're talking SEO, it's like, hey, make some changes. Wait three months and and then see the results. You're saying that we can make changes to our content. And we we could expect to see results in regards to these cert features, the featured snippets. You're saying within hours? Yes, of course. There are there are a couple of conditions. First, con- first condition to to have this featured snippet is that you have that keyword uh, ranking in the first page of Google. So your position uh, needs to be from one to number ten. If you are in the top five, you have even more opportunities. So that's the first condition. So if you have the, the, the question, but there is not a result over there. Actually, I was checking um, when I was uh, speaking in Norway last time, I was just searching for how many companies in Norway, right? If I'm an investor, I want to just have the knowledge about how many companies, and I would love to receive a feature snippet. I haven't seen there that result. So for the chambers of commerce, for um, the intrep- uh, for the startup business that they have in Norway, they need to create a feature snippet for that result because that's visibility, that's awareness. Uh, for Canada, for example, um, the last four years, uh, how many companies in Canada, for example, the last four years was the Wikipedia result with the feature snippet. Um, last year uh, actually was Salesforce with that result. So you can say, okay, Salesforce is a CRM, it's an enterprise CRM. Uh, what is the, the relation between uh, how many companies in Canada with Salesforce, right? Well, actually, they have an amazing team of SEOs that they were, they were just testing this thing. Can we beat Wikipedia? Can we beat the Chamber of Commerce of a government with this type of result? Yes, because the thing that Google is searching right now, is looking right now, is to have the best results, the best information to keep the people in their own um, webpage. Mm. Okay, so here's my next question. Is there a tipping point in regards to the the quantity of search results needed in order to warrant a featured snippet? Meaning, for example, um, I did a search right now for like one of the things, one of my um, SEO strategies as a wedding photographer, Fernando, has been to really focus in on what, you know, what do couples book first when they're planning the wedding? And that would be a venue. And so to create a page on my site dedicated to like, the best wedding venues in my city, really locally targeting, like in Columbus, Ohio. Now, uh, I just don't know, like I, I rank, you know, if you search wedding venues, Columbus, Ohio, I'm number two, you know, on page one with my results. But I'm curious if I do actually um, rework that content to uh, to actually be, uh, to return a feature snippet result. Like I, it, does it have to get so many results though, or so many searches in order to actually warrant a feature snippet? Cause, cause maybe there's only 70 people a month searching that. But for me, that's great as a solopreneur, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, <clears throat> actually, uh, 70 people is already a lot, uh, really? for so for, yes, for some searches, uh, again, this is from, 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 uh, from my experience. There is a question. There is a product, a new product that uh, people, uh, scientists from Fran- from France, uh, were developing the last five years, and they came up with this uh, two years ago. 
is like the um, the name is uh, fetal bovine uh, uh, serum or fetal bovine milk. So, have you ever heard about about that? I've not. I've not. Is is it has been used for uh, nano uh, medicine uh, for um, improving the blood in, in uh, people with cancer. So it's something really high tech in the health industry that it came up uh, two years ago, right? So I was searching for what is fetal bovine milk, or I don't remember if it's correct in English, it's serum or syrup, uh, something mm -hmm. like that. And I received the feature snippet and it was only seven people, seven people that knew about that product. Wow. So if you have a question and um, you have some uh, content, of course, the content needs to be um, really easy to understand, needs to have links. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you about uh, all, all the other stuff that needs to be in that content. So you have a research institute there, you have a, a business page there, and you have uh, the appropriate format. Google is going to be pushed that because people are starting searching for that. And I believe that for some questions, <clears throat> Google is just putting the information there in their feature snippet by default. For example, if you are searching for anything in any language, Google is right now giving feature snippets. Uh, the information there is correct. Yeah, it's pretty much correct. And it's pr pretty much interesting. For uh, United States, because you have most of the uh, content all, all, all over the world, uh, all the searches there are even better, I would say. For your search query, if you don't have that result right now with the feature snippet, you can create that. The first thing that you need to have, of course, is your keyword rank, ranking in the top 10 position, uh, positions or in the top five, even better. But there is another thing which is really impressive here. Uh, remember, when we, we were searching about how to start a photography business, uh, we, we saw at the, at the beginning the ads, then the feature snippet, then a, a result called people also ask, right? So mm -hmm. for uh, any single question out there, there is also a people also ask result. Um, what are the parameters? Uh, what, are the, uh, what are the criteria to be in a people also ask result? So basically, we, we've been doing an analysis. Uh, we, we started a research to understand, okay, all these results that are um, related to questions, they have a people also ask result, how to be there. We found out that, okay, if you're ranking the first page of Google, mm, yeah, you basically don't have a chance to be uh, in the people also ask result. If you're ranking the second page, you don't have also any chances to be in a, in a people also ask result. We saw that. And even if you are in the 10th page of Google, so that's the 100 results, you don't have any chances to be in a people's OS result. So what is happening with Google suddenly giving an opportunity to everyone. So if you started your content um, creation tonight or tomorrow in a couple of hours, and let me say it again, in a couple of hours, you can have that people also ask result which is also a good one it's a it's a great result to have because in mobile devices those results are really great so there are not for now at least for now there are not any criteria to have uh people also as result you just need to have the appropriate format and let me go with the format right now to be more specific so the feature snippets and the people also as result are pretty much the same in their structure 
Why is that? Because we have the paragraph, we have the uh, <clears throat> we have the paragraph, we have the list, and we have the table. For the paragraph, you need to have after your header, after your question, how to start a photography business, you need to have uh, an, an average of 46 words explaining how to open, uh, uh, how to start a business photography. So 46 wor words there for a table result. You have, um, below your, uh, your header, your title, where the question is, you need to have at least eight items. So eight items are going to be appearing there. So eight steps on how to do it. If you have more, it's not a problem because Google is going to be adding that button that, that's, that, that, that says uh, see more items. And people are going to click on that button and they're going to go to your web, web page. So you have uh, at least eight items or more will be better to have that result. After your question, how to start an, a, a business. I believe in the result that you were seeing, you saw at least six or, or, or eight items. The best uh, idea, of course, there is to have 10 items because you're, you're going to have that uh, see more uh, results bottom. For the table, uh, for, uh, for that result, you need to have at least two columns and two rows. So for that result, it's, uh, it's the same as the list. You need to have more than two rows and more than two columns to have that bottom that, say, that, that says see more results. So basically, the, um, the structure of uh, the content of feature snippet is not difficult. But when we go to uh, some, um, some algorithms, for example, the Flesh uh, Kindkite algorithm uh, for uh, readiness, how easy to read for people, it needs to be that specific content. Um, we found out that the scoring there is 83% of readiness in the Flash King Kite algorithm. That means that, that the content that is written on a feature snippet needs to be understandable for an 11, 11 12 years old kid. So it's pretty much easy, it needs to be easy to read. And you can hey, use the- how do, we, how do we learn that? How do we actually test uh, how like readable our content is? How do we get that score um, figured out? Let's say I have a blog post and I want to know, how would I do that? Oh yes, definitely. You can go. Well, there are, there are different uh, options. I will say, of course, SEMrush. You need to go and use the SEO Writing Assistant, which is an add-on um, that you can use with your uh, Google Docs or your WordPress page. Uh, you can just download it, um, added that to your to your WordPress uh, post, and you will see the scoring, the Flash King Kai scoring for uh, the uh, readiness. And you will see another scoring for the structure. Um, but if you want to do it, for example, you can just go to the Flash King Kite, to uh, Wikipedia, and just put a piece of content there, and you will receive a scoring there. But yeah, you, said it, you can upload it into Wikipedia. Well, uh, they, they they have a the um, the explanation on what is Flash King Kite algorithm. And there you will have the links to the uh, to the actual tools. There, there are some free tools, but uh, it's very <clears throat> basic. There, uh, I will of course recommend to go to, to SEMrush. Sure, of course. Now I have a quick question for you. Um, wh where is the best place to add this type of content in order to get a featured snippet? Is it on on the the website? Is it on a blog? I, th I think a lot of photographers, you know, they'd be producing probably blog posts around some of this these topics. Is is that an appropriate place? Well, actually, um, 
um, during the last couple of months, I have my doubts on, on, on this because I would say in the last uh, two years that, okay, this type of results, this type of content is not meant to be for every single page on your blog uh, because the most <coughs> logical place to have this content is in the um, frequently answered questions of your web page and the knowledge base where you're ans uh, answering uh, users' questions, right? <coughs> but when I was in India uh, this year, uh, I saw there uh, a bank, actually the name is Bank Bazaar, and they have a list on every single blog post that they have. <coughs> and I was searching how many feature snippets these uh, guys have, and I put it out on uh, organic research on SEMrush, and I found out that they have around 500,000 feature snippets. <laughs> so they're adding a list onto every blog post. <coughs> no. The blog posts are just a bunch of lists. So, oh. Yes. The whole blog post, the 2,000 words, are lists. So how to start, how to open a bank account, steps. Uh, why mm. do you need to, op to uh, open a bank account in, in our bank, uh, list. Uh, where you can find uh, um, um, the next uh, bank agency, list. So every single blog post are made of lists. Can you imagine that? I, I was really impressed about that, but the results are just amazing. And it's not that crazy to read, you know, because when, you when you're opening those results um, on your phone, it's really easy to read. And you have just list list uh, there, the, mm -hmm. the full blog post is list. I'm not recommending to do this, but that's something that I, I would like to share. Of course, um, it's, uh, <clears throat> you need to experiment with this. Yeah, absolutely. So we just you discussed um, how to format for a table and how to format um, with like a paragraph. So that list snippet, you know, again, so I'm being selfish here, <laughs> Fernando. Sure, but sure. Also I think I could, my, my next question is a selfish question, but it also should help the, the other photographers listening because I think the strategy for creating a list of, let's say, the best wedding venues in their local city is, is a popular strategy right now. Is there a way that I could format that list of venues um, that would uh, make it? Well, was there a good like I feel like a good you know uh, verb here like snippetable? <laughs> you mean how to format for for the list or where to find the content? Yeah, for the list? no. If I have a list of of venues already on, let's say a blog, is how would I format that list in order to make it like snippet? Well, um, when Google is taking the result for, for the list uh, feature snippet, uh, they are taking those lists that they have or um, numbers or they have any dots uh, there, if you understand what I'm saying. So yeah. you have the ordered list or the unordered list. Actually, uh, we saw that if you don't have, for example, numbers, uh, Google is taking randomly the results to create to create their own list. So uh, this is something really uh, stressing for uh, some people that we're creating a lot of lists with numbers, right? So in this case, I will say just the hierarchy of the content. If you have an H1, that's going to be the number one. If you have an H2, that's going to be the number two. Uh, but if you're going to have, for example, uh, H28, for example, 28 items there, Google is going to be taking only the first eight for showing up in the result. So basically, 
when you are creating um, your content, you need to have those in your H1, H2, H3, and uh, keep it like there to H1 to H8 uh, to have those eight items. You're saying I want to make sure I, you lost me a little bit here, Fernando. Um, but I'm gonna get clarity here. You're yeah. saying the items should be denoted uh, in terms of their position on the list based off of the tag that you would give them, like an H1 tag, an H2 tag, an H3 tag, H4. Is that correct? Right. Wow. Okay. I would have never done that. So you're saying right now my list of venues that doesn't have any of those tags, it, they're just, it's, it's literally just like probably paragraph text, to be honest, right? Yep. It's just like number one period, this venue, the number two period. So that's not even, what is that not even going to turn up results for a featured snippet? But in this case, um, I would like to ask you, what is the name of your post? So, so what is your title? Your yeah, title the, the is title. a question? Yeah, so the title is uh, The Best Wedding Venues in Columbus, Ohio. Perfect. Yes, that will work definitely. You will have that feature snippet, uh, and all your headers will be uh, the items. So if you have a header and you have content there, I don't know, more than uh, 150 words, uh, that's not relevant. You have you need to have all your results, uh, all your headers as um, items. Uh, so with the addresses, right? Or mm -hmm. um, yes, with the addresses of those agents. Google can take that as well. But still, here, um, because I, I see a couple of results uh, that, ha that have that uh, situation when you need to have your uh, the locations, for example, for, for some banks, they need to have the locations of, for their ATMs on, uh, different, on, on, on different cities or parts of the cities, and they just uh, are creating the H1 with the uh, location of the ATM. And as a result, you have the feature snippet. No, you have the feature snippet, but not as a list, but as a table. So you have the, the name of the place. In this case, it's a mall or a shopping center. And the other part of the, of the table is the direction, right? Where, where it is or the phone of the of, of, of the of, of the place hmm. experimenting with lists and with tables is something that I will definitely recommend okay man Fernando I I have I have some testing to do. I got some market research to uh <laughs> to, <laughs> to take place here this is really wild man it feels like um this is pretty uh um pretty extraordinary in terms of what we have the ability to do uh like now like, like we don't need to, uh, the whole idea, and certainly, yes, you know, a, a long term, uh, a long play SEO strategy is important, but I love that this brings it into a very present moment, like that we can actually receive results for this, um, you know, it, it, as quickly as you actually understand it can produce the content and, and get it published. Um, yes. Things are true. This is really wild. Fernando. Thank you, dude. You just spilled so much knowledge. You opened up so much uh, opportunity for the listeners. This is incredible, man. Wh okay, so where can people um, get, like maybe tap into this, get access to some of these tools? Is, is there any sort of um, is there any sort of trial uh, for SEMrush that photographers could kind of dip their toes in and kind of experiment a little bit? Wh where can we find you online? Yes, definitely. You can uh, have the knowledge on how to use our serv uh, services, our product features, actually how to create content as well on our uh, academy. So it's uh, samrush.com slash academy. 
or you can just uh, use SEMrush for free. We have a, uh, a trials um, immediately in, in our um, homepage, SEMrush.com. Or if you want to have, um, I don't know, a meeting with me, a call with me, asking some questions, uh, you can just find me on every social network. Uh, I mean, every social network. Uh, I have also TikTok. So if you want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you can find me there as well. I don't have much content. I, I actually, I'm recording some videos with my kids during this time, but I'm going to have some content there. Oh, I love it. I'm going to follow you right now on TikTok. <laughs> oh, you have a TikTok account, right? I do. I do. I'll be there. Oh, man. Fernando, thank you so much um, for uh, expressing all this, for explaining it. I know that you know we it's a, it's a technical thing, and yet I think you've given such a foundation um, for, for the opportunity that's there. Um, and it sounds like there is a you, – you were describing a, a, a page, SEM Rush. You said there was some sort of um, – uh, is there a guide or a, or a kind of a process? Where, where was that at again? I'll make sure to get a link in the show notes, though. Yes, it's our SEMrush Academy. It's a, it's a free uh, academy with courses about not only how to use SEMrush, but how to uh, um, how to learn processes like SEO, uh, content marketing, social media, paid advertising. So everything related to um, online marketing. So you can learn about the processes and learn about the tools. And you will have a, cer uh, a, a certificate to when, when you finish your uh, learning there. SEMrush Academy. Okay, SEMrush Academy. Thank you so much. I'll make sure that I get a link in the show notes for SEMrush Academy. Thank you very much. Fernando, thank you for your time. Thank you for um, pouring out your knowledge. I really appreciate you. I, I can't wait to check out SEMrush Academy. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me here. And of course, I have a, a, a last bonus. Uh, I, I haven't Please. mentioned this. Yes, it's only going to take a, a minute. When Please. you finally decide to have a feature snippet, you need to know that you are not only investing in the present, but you are also investing in the future. Because um, six months ago, we made another research just trying to understand where is voice search, right? And where uh, your devices, your assistants are taking the, their information from. And we found out that the 80% of the information when you are asking something to your uh, Google Assistant, Home Assistant, uh, is taken from feature snippets. Wow. So if you have a feature snippet, you are also investing in the future because those results are taken from your, for your, from your assistants from feature snippets. So that's the, the last bonus. So it's investing yeah, in the present, exactly. investing in the future. Wow. So all this stuff with Siri and Alexa is is uh, and Google Assist. Is well, basically, basically, it's it's only Google because Siri is taking uh, their uh, results. The source is from uh, Amazon and Bing, and um, um, Alexa is taking, of course, only from Amazon. Uh, but the, the Google Assistant is taking from. Uh, actually, Siri is taking something from Google as well, but the 100% source, of course, is any Android device or any home uh, assistant from Google. That's awesome. That's huge. That's a big, I mean, that's huge. Wow. Okay. I got, I got some work to do, man. My uh, my whole strategy for just ranking on page one for Google, it uh, it's starting to become uh, out of date. <laughs> I need to change. I need to level it up. Um, Fernando, I can't wait to dive into this. I appreciate you so much. And, uh, and I just want to say thank you again. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, everyone.
Podcast listeners, I I hope that man, this really got me excited. There's, I mean, I understand that um, this is listen. It's change, right? It's change, but with change comes opportunity. I really believe what what Fernando said is true. That if he, I believe it was four percent of businesses are currently using featured snippets. That's an opportunity. Ninety six percent, right? This is. This is a great opportunity to uh, to tap into something that you can see results with uh, today. Uh, it's so wild. I want to encourage you guys to check out SEMrush Academy and, and continue to to learn and to dive into this. I also want to do a shout out here to um, uh, Dylan Howell uh, and Corey Potter over at Fuel Your Photos. These are the SEO experts that I've worked with to help me with my um with my uh, web presence. Um, and this, this is just me just showering them some love because I know that Dylan and uh, Corey also use SEMrush. But I also know that Dylan has been doing a ton of research in regards to featured snippets. And he just got his first featured snippet. Um, uh, and uh, and so I just want to encourage you guys to also go check out uh, Fuel Your Photos. They've got a great Facebook community there as well. I've had them on the podcast a couple times. And so I want to encourage you guys to take a look at what they're doing, Dylan and Corey Potter. You guys, thank you for listening. I really appreciate you. Uh, stay inside. If it's <laughs> stay home, if it is, if you're listening to this and it's still March or April, who knows if we're going to go into May? Um, stay home and just keep listening to the podcast. And if you haven't had the chance, join the Facebook group. And I can't wait to see you guys there. We'll see you on the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye.